It's been a long, long time since you've heard my sweet voice. Welcome back. Not long enough. What? No, I didn't. Whoa! I didn't. Whoa! I didn't. What? Uh, this is a uh, this is never another episode of the uh, greatest podcast in Payne County. Grammy award winning. Run by two priests. I heard we won an award at Opryland. Is that true? I was in Nashville two weeks ago. Really? I did not go to Opryland. Oh. Time did not allow. Did you for did such you, luxuries? Did you see Elvis's home? I did not. No, it's in Memphis. Oh, um, Graceland. Uh, did you see the Kentucky Derby? That's in Louisville. Well, I, I apparently I have been to the Kentucky Derby no. though. Well, I saw Tom Brady. Where at the Kentucky Derby? In what year? Two thousand five, I think. Wow. Okay. Also, one of the guys from In Sync was there, uh, and drum roll, no. O.J. Simpson. What? <laughs> was he out of jail? I get. I mean, uh, obviously, I guess he was, was at the Derby. <laughs> wow. Uh, just that's that's how we begin these shows around here with big wow moments. Again, now, uh, well, welcome, <laughs> welcome back to the Pastors of Pain show podcast radio here on Pete FM. And We're coming up on ninety thousand downloads. Is that a lot? I don't know. Um, I don't it's know. It's just a number. Ninety thousand. Okay. Something like that. 90,000 is Well, we're glad you're with us. Well, 90,000 is. Father Kerry, you have been, um, we've actually, we've both been a little bit on the road. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll briefly, I went, I had a wedding in Nashville, Tennessee. I'd never been to Nashville. Never? I am a fan. It's a great town. Lots I of have, good music. I need to go back. There's a focus it's, conference there in it's Nashville. A, it's impressive. Um, and then I was back here in Stillwater and then had another wedding uh, down in Fredericksburg, Texas. Also what? had never been there, and also a wonderful place that I would like to revisit again. Fredericksburg, Texas? The, the, the hills of central Texas uh, are really something. There's, well, it is your state. Most importantly is now we have two wonderful couples married in the church. Wow. And we need to do filled... an episode on marriage. Okay. Why we have come together. Not, not today. Not today. Because today. Okay. So Yeah. So, so I, I, I went to Nashville. I went to Fredericksburg. Um, but you, oh, you, you, Father Carey. I was in a tornado la- uh, last week. So in Kansas, <laughs> I mean, I've been all over the place. Oh, there's a movie about that. Uh, you, not the Wizard of Oz. So you school finished. School finished. Graduation yeah, May 10th. happened. Uh huh. You had the last mass at your correct uh, in your church building. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because one thing, one distinction we want to make when people say the like. The parish is closed. It's not. The par- the parish is not closed. No. The parish exists. Correct. It's just that you no longer have a workable building. That's right. It's it's empty. You're a church without walls. <laughs> We're so open. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the early church. Yes. We have no altar. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the parish exists. So if someone says, I need help from St. John's. Uh, um, they they can call you. Well, you they can't call us because we have no phones right now. You have a phone. I do have a cell phone. Yeah. Yes, they can call. You have a website. Uh-huh. You still have a, st- a working staff uh, who yes. are getting paid. Uh huh. And until we, until you're we, still taking donations. Uh, yep. Yep. All that stuff. All that Always. stuff. It's still it's still working. It's just like in bits and pieces. You know, uh, my the my staff has done a pretty fantastic job of organizing and moving this this whole thing like. Lauren Lacey got the Knights of Columbus together to help move everything out. Got like Ziggler's to move all the Knights stuff. Knights of Columbus Council 5266. Whoa, shout whoa. out. 
Wow. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So anyway, just lo- the, the <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on. And so in my, in my pilgrimage, I, every year I take a pilgrimage with college students and it is, it's fantastic. I mean, to watch these kids grow in their faith life, mind blowing. So usually, yeah. It's somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Usually in the last like, couple of years you've been, you went to Belgium, you went to Poland. We went Belgium, Luxembourg, France, Germany, and the Netherlands. In one trip. That was one trip? Yeah. Oh, sounds We've like done lot. Poland. Yep. We've done all of France. Oh. Um, all of France? Uh, yeah. We just did like a big circle. Big circle, yeah. A big circle around yeah. the interior, the upper but interior. But this year, this year we Milwaukee. Were do, we were supposed to do Ireland last year. <laughs> so this year, we did America. We did this. We did five, the five, what we call, we call them the five Bs. I know this chair is squeaky. Every You're time I move squeaky. it, it goes, <laughs> I don't know. All we right, did let's the five try to Bs. Focus. We did. Baseball stadiums, basilicas, really? okay, breweries, <laughs> battlefields. I guess that's only four Bs. Oh, and and awesome museums and but baptism the, the, no. and baptism. No, so we we did these the four Bs. Okay, what baseball fields did you go so to? So we followed the Milwaukee Brewers. So we went to Milwaukee, but we went to St. Louis first. Milwaukee, uh, Algonquin, Algonquin for, for the, the good land. land. So. Okay, Oh, well, we're not the first visitors to uh, Milwaukee, uh, Garth. And he sits there quietly. He's like, the Algonquins were here. Anyway, so we did all of these. Went to St. Louis and did, like, the city of St. Louis, some really fun stuff. We did really cool, like, fun museums, like the City Museum. I just want to talk about baseball. Uh, St. Joe, Old St. Joe's uh, Shrine. Well, we've moved on from baseball. Okay, and then we went up to Milwaukee, and we went to a Milwaukee Brewers game, mm-hmm. and then did... Uh, the basilicas of Milwaukee, and just this got is to, not something you normally hear about. The basilicas of Milwaukee, the po- what's called the Polish basilica, and which I, there's a church, uh, the Church of Saint Stanislaw, which is in Milwaukee. Sounds Polish. Amazing, so beautiful. And then we just saw shrines and great restaurants and breweries, and then we went to the Milwaukee Brewers Battle, and then we went up to Our Lady of Good Help. Which is the you know one of the Marian apparitions? It's like Lords, Fatima, Guadalupe, Champion, Wisconsin. The the town is called Champion. Champion. Oh yeah, and there's there's two Marian apparitions of Banu and Barang, which are also the same Belgian people as were in Northeast Wisconsin. There's it's called the Pishtigo Fire. It was a huge fire that. It's the largest fire ever in American history, but it was overshadowed by the Chicago fire. And there were like 1,200 people that were killed during this fire. Mm-hmm. And the fire was so hot that it was, it was moving from Wisconsin. It didn't go to Green Bay and burn Green Bay. It jumped the bay of Green Bay. They say it was moving with such heat and with such energy. The wind was sweeping down the plains hot. that the fire just leaped Green Bay and kept going. And it went to the Marian, the the shrine where this woman, uh, Mary was appearing to this woman, and literally all the people just came to this sh- this church wow. and were praying. Is and this the, new? When was this? Uh, you know, Cardinal Dolan. No, it was eighteen hundreds. Oh, okay. same time as the Chicago yeah. fire. So it's Cardinal Dolan who then is responsible for making, now the Archbishop in New York. Yeah, Cardinal but he Archbishop. was he was in Milwaukee before right, New York. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so he made this happen. Because people talked about it, so then after that we went to uh, oh we went into Wis- went to uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and then into Minnesota, don't you know? And then down into Iowa, 
and uh, there's a place called the. Guad- oh, and this is all, you had everyone in the back of your truck? No, in the bed of my truck, yeah. Uh, no, we had two vehicles, my truck oh. and then a, um, a rental van. <laughs> and then we went to Kansas City and went to, again, baseball, um, history, oh. American history. We went to the Kansas City Royals game, baseball. who were playing the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, we went to the oh. Negro League Hall of Fame in Kansas oh, City. Oh, I want to go. The Jazz so Museum. Bad. Oh, the, whole, the, the Negro League Hall of Fame. Mm, it's fantastic. I got to go. Uh, there, there, was, there were some really cool things that you got to see and sort of the sadness of you know, American history of racism. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we also went to the World War One Museum, which if anybody, if you have time. How long was this trip? Oh, my gosh. This was 11 days. Oh, the, that's the, a pretty good The pilgrimage. World War One Museum, just like. it just Where's that? That's in Kansas City, too. What? Yeah, and there's some really cool churches, like the oldest Catholic church in the, the oldest church in downtown Kansas City is this little Catholic church. And so we just did all sorts. Oh, you know, like on the back of a Hallmark card? <laughs> Have you ever looked at the back of a Hallmark card? There's a crown. Not recently. I know. But go ahead. Or if you haven't watched the Hallmark TV channel because Next you were I'm bored. Walgreens, I will. Flip it over. The crown is from the church next door to the Hallmark plant. Really? Yeah. The crown on the back of that is from the crown of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's Our Lady of Sorrows Church in Kansas City. And then we went to Pilsen, to the Ooh. place of Emil Capon, uh, Emil Capon. We I'm learning a show just on him. Oh, yeah. Uh, that guy, Congressional Medal of Honor winner, POW, and saved and hundreds. Catholic priest. Saved 100 people's lives, probably, in prison. And souls. Yeah, I didn't realize the the Chinese prison camp until this lady spell his name so, so people K-A-P-A-U-N, can Google him. K A P A U N Emil Capon. E M I L E M I L. That's his first name. Yeah, and you can K A P A U N. Yeah, there's a there's a Catholic high school, uh, um, Cape and Mount Carmel. We should do a whole episode on just how to pronounce his name. Yeah, that because the people of Kansas cannot decide. I I know they can't, and no one pronounces not, it the it's same. Not, it's not my deal. Not my deal. Yeah. Okay. All right, so well, you were, you were on the road eleven days. Eleven days with with college, college student, students, college students, how and many two chaperones? Uh, eleven college students, two chaperones, wow. and myself. How did how does said uh, college students sign up for such a thing? Uh, they just every year we have a advertisement, just put it out there, and, and then, then it goes out on the group me, and then people sign up for on it. The group me, okay, yeah, or, or it goes out on social media. Let's made it, the announcements are at mass, and so some hip. people find out like five days after we're on a, on a pilgrimage. And they're like, I want to go. Yeah, exactly. I'll meet you in Milwaukee. We actually did have that one year. Some people met us in Poland <laughs> because they were already moving over there. Oh, nice. Evelyn and Julia. Yeah. Evan, 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 or, Evan and yeah. Julia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So then I, what I thought would be interesting, you, cause you saw, so you said, what were your bees? Baseball, breweries, battlefields, battlefields, and, basilicas. and basilicas. Uh-huh. Um, so we, we've talked before, uh, we've talked a lot about architecture, right? As we, when we first started the show, it was right when we, when St. Francis Xavier had opened, and, yeah, and just the idea that um, we've used it before that beauty attracts. Oh yeah, it does. That people want to be a part of something. So I was listening uh, just a, a couple days ago to uh, a podcast. It was an interview with the Archbishop of San Francisco. Oh, uh, and I just—I really am just talking about this because I want to say his name, which is Salvatore Cordileone, <laughs> and I just love it. So he was talking about, they were asking him about what's it like to be the bishop of San Francisco, uh-huh. you know, which is kind of a very secular yep. place, kind of theologically mixed. Yeah. You know, and he said, you know, one, he said, you know, the three, the three transcendentals are truth, uh, 
beauty, and goodness. And he said, so, you know, we do, we do have to emphasize the truth of what Christ teaches. Yep. We mm-hmm. have to show goodness, and that is how we treat each other, how we Amen. especially reach out to the poor and the sick. Yep. And um, But he said one of the things, one of the reasons why Catholicism has lost its, I, don't know, I forget how he put it, but it kind of lost its edge um, or lost its attractiveness okay. is because we have disregarded beauty. Oh, yeah. And he actually hired, so they, I, I don't know the, the, the ins and outs of it, but they have a like an in-house composer, like the Archdiocese of San Francisco hired, like they have a, who's a, who is a composer. Okay. And his job is to compose beautiful music mm. to be used throughout the Archdiocese. And I thought, dang. That's pretty smart. You don't hear that. I mean, that's I've never, that's really forward thinking. I've never heard of such a thing. But anyway, then it had me thinking of like your trip to oh, all yeah. of these places. So, this let, tell us about okay. These, so these churches, as you're going throughout America, and, and you have these college students, and you're sort of they're experiencing this stuff for the very first time. They have never they, like they've never seen these places. Most of them have never been. You like, had been to all these places before. No, I had not oh. been to some of these places. Okay, I'd been to. But you saw them on the on the, the Polish in, Basilica on the in interwebs. Milwaukee. I have Shrine of Saint Joseph. You bet, I have. I made a pilgrimage there. But you get north, and I'm like, no. So, I, so students were asking the questions as we were going along about the difference in architecture, like their home parish versus like the Polish Basilica, which is massive and glorious, and it's got these murals. So it's bigger, but it's also, I mean, it's, it's bigger than their parish church, and it's filled full of art, and it has like this uplifting feeling to it, and it's got you know. People spent their entire life savings building this church. Well, then you also hear, as you're going along the way, like a student would say, well, this, this was in this other church. Why isn't it here? And then you have to explain to them, somebody took it out. Oh. And then you, they ask the question, well, why did they take it out? So what's an example? Do you have an example of that? Ah, oh, okay, I have an example. Put um, me on the spot here. Such, but. such as a marble high altar. Hmm. Or statues. Or there we went into a church that was the same age as another church, but they had sort of um, 1990s, 80s, 90s windows in it. Cartoonish? And, yeah, and no, sort of block glass. Oh, yeah. And then when they saw the pictures of what the church used to look like, they asked a the question like, what, what why happened? would you why would you get rid of those beautiful yeah. stained glass windows that are telling a story and get rid of that mar- mar- marble high altar why would you get rid of that for something else so and I, you said and i said cuz that's a legit i mean I, I i think it's the experience if you've been catholic much of your life mm-hmm. especially our older our older listeners both of them you <laughs> you they have seen they have seen this happen I mean, my parents would tell you, like the you know the church they grew up in in Boston. Some of those churches, and this you know in the kind of the '60s, Correct. '70s, and '80s, there was um, a, a renovation. Uh, some people would use the polemical term a recovation, uh-huh. where they took something kind of traditional and, and well, I would say beautiful, and changed it to something more modern. I, I um, I'm going to try to u- not use the words traditional. Okay, I got you. Okay, 
Okay, so so what I think has happened, what I think has happened, uh, is is sort of this. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. You're, you're gonna have to roll with me for a second. There, there's this event that happened in the early 700s with the Emperor Leo the Third. Okay, going, and this is this is why I say you know we're going bu- way buckle, back. Buckle up for a second. We're going we're going way back. There's this event that happened in um in the 700s with Leo the Third, and it's a big moment in the life of the church. It it happened with him, but it also happened with his successors. So when he became emperor in the 700s, he started this thing called iconoclasm. And his tell me more. So iconoclasm is icon meaning image and clasm meaning smashing. So oh. as Christianity is growing, uh, there is also sort of this old understanding of kind of natural events and God's displeasure. So Leo Leo the Third, the emperor, there's this event where there's a volcano erupts, and he comes to this understanding along with some other people that are around him, that God is not pleased with him. And as he's asking the question, well, why isn't God pleased with him? You know, he's got the image of Jesus on his coin, on the coin for the Byzantine Empire. Remember, this is like Byzantine East and West, Roman and Byzantine empires. And so as he's going through this, he's saying, well, what are we doing wrong? And the influence is coming in that, we're not supposed to make images of God, and God is now oh, mad. They think you're breaking the, the graven images. You're ma- breaking the graven images. Uh, so what did Leo, Emperor, I have to, uh, the Emperor Leo III. Not, I, not Pope Leo the Saint Third. Leo the Thirteenth. Yes, yeah. okay. So he orders his soldiers to go and to begin smashing images. And it's if, like the Taliban. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Remember what the Taliban came in? They started first blowing up those big Buddhist statues. I mm-hmm. think it was in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, iconoclasm, image smashing. I mean, so like St. Theodota of Constantinople. You're like, who is she? I, you're right. She I've w- been a Catholic my entire life. I am a priest, and I've never heard of that. She thing. was martyred in, in, um, in 735 in the city of Constantinople for... The love of images. Oh, of fighting Jesus. back against yeah. iconoclasm. Okay. Yeah. So there are all sorts of saints. Um, I I have this book. I picked it up the other day, and it's called the Seven Ecumenical Councils. Oh, uh, we, used, history we read that theology. in seminary. Let yeah. me see that. Let me see the, the the front. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just picked this up at a, a eighth day bookstore in Wichita. Shout out to them. They have a uh-huh. fantastic icon collection. But what? So what? As I'm both reading this. And sort of like going over the past history of it, the, like what was the iconoclasm heresy? Well, there's not a, I mean, there's enough data out there, but also not like super amounts. And, it, and it's a Christocentric understanding of who Jesus is, that Jesus is human and he's divine. Like he has the fullness of both natures. He's both 100% human and 100% divine. He has a human nature and he's a divine person. And iconoclasm says you can't make images of the invisible God. And so it's an incarnational, like, are, are we doubting that Jesus has come into the world? This is still around. I mean, it's we've, a second, we've uh, talked ooh, about— Oh, let me get to, let me yeah. get to that. Let, let me get, I'm going to get on this in a second. Yeah, we've talked about our, like, Protestant friends who okay. say, why do you got so many statues in your church? Okay, that, that, we'll, we'll push that aside for a second. Because 
as this is going on, it's Nobody fierce. puts Father O'Brien in a corner. <laughs> well, you're currently in one Aww. in the studio. It, it's it's being pushed around, like the smashing of images. And any image that is found is taken. And so uh, Constantine the Fifth comes to power, and he does the same thing. It's sort of stopped. But there's even a, a what is considered a fake council that is enacted by Leo the Third or Constantine the Fifth, one of the two, to get the even bishops to agree to this. And so they got to smash so, the to images s- to get all these images smashed. So eventually um, both the East and the West, because the five patriarchal church weren't, weren't even invited to this, this council in the seven hundreds. So they just, boom, they like, they dissolved it. Like, and it, it was a battle. Okay. So fast forward 1500s Protestant revolt shows up. Uh, and I say, I don't say revolution. I say revolt. Reformation. It's not a reformation because that's a reformation. Uh, remember, if you take a monarchy and turn it into a democratic republic, that's a revolt. Like the I'm, American I'm Revolution. Yep. So what went on in the 1500s was a revolt where there were like the the life of the church was changed dramatically that there became the destruction of images again. Uh, the iconoclasm heresy showed back up in great force. So we were on a pilgrimage and we were going through France and we just crossed the border from Belgium into France. And one of my, we stopped at this like beautiful 10th century church in the middle of nowhere, France. And we, there was a local official, like a the local like, sort of guide that was telling us. And they said, yeah, all the, all the heads were smashed off the churches in the 1500s. Wow. So they went around and they climbed up, they knocked the heads yeah. off the statues. Yeah. Again, iconoclasm, heresy, sm- the smashing of images. This just to get the images out. Well, like in Gdańsk, so St. Mary's Cathedral in Gdańsk, Poland, northern Poland, and it was whitewashed. Absolutely, hundred percent. So it was paintings, that exactly, were just literally painted over with white, with white, yep. with white. And that's the same thing that happened to Hagia Sophia. Yep. Like when the, when the uh, Turks took over, when the Ottoman Empire went in, what did they do to Hagia Sophia? They they painted over everything. So now, fast forward. 1968 shows up. And what do, not the, not the laity, but what did the clergy do? They Iconoclasm went, heresy. They went to Woodstock. <laughs> they began, as this, as this uh, little old lady said, they were pushing the stained glass windows out of the churches. Wow. They were tearing down the communion rails. This did, I mean, like, this happened in our diocese, too. Well, I think less, what's interesting in Oklahoma, because the church here is very young. Yeah. I think we had less. Well, look at Holy Family Cathedral. It was yes. whitewashed. Yep. Entirely yep. whitewashed. I think we had less, we had it, but we had less of it than, if you're in, like, a major, mm-hmm. a major American city where the church has been around, right. you know, since the 1800s or before... The, you, you saw more of it than we would have here. Yeah, uh, we were told not to go to the cathedral in Milwaukee because you would be really sad when you saw it. Oh. Because it had been basically completely whitewashed on the inside. And, and what we know from Aristotle, Aristotle's got this line, he says, if it doesn't come through the senses, it's never in the mind. So what, what happened is it seemed like there was like an extremism on, on one side of like, we got to build these things and we got to put all these paintings all over the place and the people didn't know why they had them. And that that seems to be the case even in the 700s with iconoclasm. Like they didn't understand 
what these these all this art and these high altars and these communion rails were for. And so they swung all the way to the other side, which is card tables. And like card tables. Well, card tables and like pretzel masses, which occurred. Yep. And they they lowered everything so down that on one side the angels didn't understand what was going on. The angels were like, what, what's going on in here? And on the other side, the angels were like, We don't know what's going on in here. This is so bland. And what it did, it was it dulled the senses. So it dulled the senses. So now no one, uh, the people that were in those churches were like, oh, have we been worshiping incorrectly? Like it dulled the senses around that. It dulled the senses around like even how to learn. You no longer had these stained glass windows that told you the story. I mean, I I heard stories of parishes where like the the people showed up and basically told the priest like, we're going to beat you up if you take anything out of this church. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, because they had invested all their money into this place. Well, yeah, and then and I mean, we talked about beauty. You know, beauty attracts. Um, it does. And so when you're, you know, I mean, I think it's happened at my parish certainly, and will happen at yours. And that is, people like to bring their friends. Like, yeah. hey, come and look at, come see my church. And you may not believe what we believe. You may not, but. You, we can all get on the same page that yeah. this is beautiful. Exactly. And you can walk them through the story of the scriptures if they're like, oh, I don't read the Bible. Well, let me show you the story of these beautiful stained glass windows, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you the story of Jesus through them. Yep. And, and so th- I, what, what I just found out along the way is, one, that this iconoclasm heresy is still alive, and I don't think it's nothing like— Nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. It's just It just rears its ugly head. And as an Eastern Catholic, as a— priest of the Eastern Catholic Church, I, there's a great importance of you know iconography, images, uh, to teach us. But also, also as the iconostasis is, the iconostasis is you looking into heaven and heaven looking back so that you, it moves the mind to think above. Like every time I do a wedding, ooh, weddings. I love weddings. Anytime <laughs> I do a wedding in your church. Focus. I know. Get up. Go back to it. Walk a little Anytime I do a wedding in your church, I always tell people why this church is so tall. And because the purpose of it is when you walk in, it's supposed to lift your mind up. Mm-hmm. And what's up? Well, he- air quote, heaven. You don't believe in heaven? I, no, I do. But that's what oh. it's supposed to make you think about. Okay. It's supposed to make you think about heaven. It's supposed to lift your eyes up to the crucifix, to the angels. Mm-hmm. And, and so th- this, is, um, this was an education for me. And, and an education for my college And certainly for well. them, yeah. Yeah, yeah because th- it was like when you went from marble to shag carpet, like you would go into a church. We went into a couple of them, and they were like, yeah, we peeled back the shag carpet, and we found this ornate wooden floor mm. that was built in the, late eight, uh, the early 1800s by the Germans. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Like, yeah, yeah. So we found this statue over here. And it's got carved veins. Like you could run your hand down the wooden veins and feel the veins of Jesus's hands. And it was all carved out of wood from some forest in Germany. Wow. And that was just stuff sitting in, the in a, yeah, in a storage so, so, room somewhere. And that, that is, I, I mean, I, I get it. I understand where it came from. But it also tells us like our belief in who Jesus is. Like not well, only it ought to come through. I mean, the the awesomeness of God and 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 God's goodness and beauty mm-hmm. ought to come through in every aspect of life. 
the way we live, uh, how we you know how we preach, how we treat each other, uh-huh. but also in a in, also in in the buildings in which we pray and invite people to come and to know what we know. Yeah, and uh, you know even Saint Saint Francis, your new church, well it's a couple of years old, is a great opportunity to teach people the faith who don't know it. I, when your church gets built, I'm going to look forward to talking about St. Francis as the, the oldest Catholic church in Stillwater. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put up a sign. <laughs> I, I Welcome ref- to the oldest <laughs> circa two, 2018. <laughs> That's uh, the oldest Catholic. So church. I think one thing we're trying to do as we as we cl- close up here, the is to try to with the in our little corner of the world, our little our little uh, Payne County here, uh-huh. is to build beautiful churches. Um, to and and it's not our goal is not to defeat iconoclasm. I mean that's not our job, but like to build something beautiful for God, for the people mm-hmm. that are here, mm-hmm. for the people, oh, yeah. you know, the thousands of people that come and visit every year yeah. um, to show God's goodness and beauty and yeah. that they might then take that into their own lives and come to know Christ as their as their Savior and the Catholic Church as the means to salvation. Right. And to show them that, like, Jesus— who is fully God and fully man is alive. Is alive. That's yep. the purpose of all of this. Yep. And if we lose that focus, if we lose that point of attention, that this is all for the know that Jesus is fully God and fully man. He's died for us and he rose. I mean, that, we got to. That's what it's for. That's, that's what it's all for. That's thanks, man. For. All right. Well, thanks for joining us once again. Uh, come back next week. Tell your friends. And we hope you have a great week. God bless. Peace.